Welcome to Abracadabra, a personal and spiritual development podcast designed to inspire, expand, and empower you as you traverse your inner work. I'm your host, Jazz Bori. I'm an astrologer and a coach with a community full of 21st century women who are brave, curious, and obsessed with living in alignment with what their soul came here to be. These episodes are an invitation to your next breakthrough and a catalyst for a deeper conversation with yourself. So join me in exploring the topics that fuel the fearless pursuit of your soul purpose. Welcome back, gorgeous, gorgeous girls. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me again here on the podcast. You're back. You're doing it with me again. And I really appreciate that. I am excited about this episode today. We have a conversation um, and this one is more of an interview style episode. I know that we talked about kind of doing more conversation like episodes on the podcast and that's still going to be the vein moving forward. However, I recorded this episode in November. Um, It's an episode with the amazing Kat from Innately You. She is a human design expert and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this for a couple of reasons. Firstly, if you know nothing about human design, which I know a lot of us don't, it's a very new concept. Um, It seems like a very complicated concept. Um, Even as an astrologer who kind of understands these weird and wacky esoteric languages, um, for me, it was even kind of hard to wrap my head around. But it was through my reading with Kat that she made the concept of human design and the workings of human design extremely digestible and pragmatic. And that's why I wanted to work with her specifically to bring forth a conversation around human design. So if you don't know anything about human design, this is going to be a really great episode for you because essentially what we go into today is really the basics. So we talk about um, obviously cats getting into human design, where it all started for her, um, which is a really, really powerful story and really speaks to the power of human design. Um, But we also talk about the power of human design in the world and what makes it so powerful and how it's impacted, like I said, not only Kat's life, but how it can impact all of our lives. Um, As I said as well, this is really for beginners. So if you've never heard about human design before, Kat explains beautifully how it works. Um, And we also talk about finding your human design and how you can begin to work with it in your life pragmatically. Um, as always, you know, this place, well, this space, um, on the podcast is always designed for you to have a greater conversation with yourself. It's designed to be a catalyst. And sometimes human design can be brushed off as this like super crazy woo woo thing that, um, you know, it's not ancient wisdom. Um, Kat explains that, you know, it was channeled, I think it's like in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, but nonetheless, it does utilize a lot of, um, ancient wisdom, which I know you guys on the podcast are so open to hearing about and love hearing about. Um, but as always, this gets to be a place where you can come to expand yourself. And I know that you're going to be expanded through this conversation. So keep an open mind. 
as always, I just wanted to say that specifically at the top of this episode, because um, human design, I think is gaining traction and I think still has a lot of preconceived ideas. And I just ask you to leave those at the door so that you can really see this for um, what it could possibly be worth for you. And then Secondly, I think this is going to be extra powerful for any women who are pursuing their purpose. Yeah. So if you are wanting to run your own business, if you are wanting to get in alignment with your career, um, human design talks a lot about energy and your energetic field. And it talks a lot about, you know, the way your energy is moved through the world. Um, and you know, as I mentioned, I had a reading with Kat and implementing this information into my business has been extremely powerful, which brings me to my final point. This is actually an episode that is one of two. The second part of this episode, and I pretty sure we mentioned at the end of the episode as well, but this episode, the next episode will not be coming out next week. I'm going to hold back on the episode, the second episode that I did with Kat and release it to you guys in a couple of months. We really went into the business side of um, human design and how two charts working together really flow. And we really utilize that in the context of a team, in the context of collaboration, particularly when it comes to business. Um, I was going to do it with my chart with Dan, but I was like, eh, like people don't really, I don't know if we really care about that. So I decided to do it with mine and Addison's chart, but I'm going to hold on to that episode for a little bit longer and release it in a couple of months um, because I feel like with what we have planned, it's going to be so much better timed um, later in the year when we have some cool things coming out. It's going to be really powerful. So when that is mentioned, just know that it's not coming out next week, babes. You guys are going to have to hold out and wait for that. Um, But I know that you guys will still be here then. Um, I know the podcast listeners are my ride and dies. So hold tight for that. Speaking of ride and dies, I have a little something, something for you because you're a podcast listener and you are the fucking one for me. Um, I have a little update, um, a small announcement, if you will, around Mystic Mentorship 2.0. So I talked about Mystic Mentorship last year when we were releasing the Soul Reclamation Bundle. That was just a sneak peek, a little moment into what we are offering with Mystic Mentorship. Mystic Mentorship is honestly going to be a big fucking deal. Like I'm not going to lie to you. You guys need to be ready (laughs) for Mystic Mentorship because I know the episodes that we do on this podcast, the ones that have the most views are around anything mystical, particularly astrology, tarot, Um, the episode where I told you guys my journey into modern, modern mysticism is one of the most, um, listened to episodes that we have. And that's what originally got me thinking. It got me thinking about how, if so many of you guys are interested in becoming a modern mystic in, in stepping into your shoes as an astrologer and as a tarot reader, um, whether that is for a career, which I know a lot of you guys want to do. Um, I talked last year about opening up a astrology apprenticeship 
massive, massive response from that. So when I was thinking about mystic mentorship and what I wanted to do with it, and I knew I had a really big vision for it, um, I have thought about all of these things and taken this into account and talked to you guys and listened. And so mystic mentorship is going to be so much bigger than just a way to learn astrology and tarot and oracle cards. It is a place for you to not only understand and get educated on how natal charts and tarot cards work, it's not only going to be a place where you get to learn how to actually work with them with yourself and other people, it is also standing for education and an access point to mystic information so that you can, so that this can be completely available to anybody. You know, mystic wisdom is something that I feel like has been gatekeeped for way too long. And I want to empower you and I feel it's my duty to create a platform that allows you to learn, work and be trained in the beautiful mystic arts of astrology, tarot and oracle cards so that you can step into your own purpose if you feel like you want to work in this industry that you can start to get to know yourself on a deeper level and not have to look to the next astrologer. You can really start to implement this information in your life on your own. And so that's all I'm going to say for right now. We've got more and more coming, but if you go down to the link in my description into the show notes, you can put your name down to be on the pre-sale list. There is going to be a special price And also a very special bonus for people who are on the pre-sale list. So if this is titillating to you, if this has got you going, "Mm, this sounds exciting, just go and put your name down so that you can get that beautiful, massive discount, (laughs) the biggest discount that we'll ever offer on this, on this course. And, um, And you can also get that really exciting bonus, which I'm going to be talking more about tomorrow in my IG live. So um, I'm going to be doing some horoscopes and I'm going to be telling you about the really amazing pre-sale offer. Um, Pre-sale is going to be open for a week. Well, the the list will be open for a week. So Friday, the just looking at my dates now, Friday, the 11th will be the last time that you can sign up for the the pre-sale, that list will close and we will offer the pre-sale, whoever's on that pre-sale list, the opportunity to purchase Mystic Mentorship for that beautiful price and also for that bonus. Um, And then we will be going live to the public um, the next week and I'll be sharing all the amazing things with you there. So that's fine. Don't worry. We'll keep you updated with the rest, but I just know you guys are the OGs. You probably want to get that sick discount and that sick bonus. Um, 
I'm going to be talking about what they are tomorrow on Instagram Live again. So join me there. But put your name down, babes. That's it. That's all I got for you. Um, and let's get into this beautiful conversation with Kat. I love you all so deeply. And this is literally an incredible conversation that could possibly change your life. So I'm really excited for you. Love this for you. Enjoy the episode with Kat from Innately You. And I'll see you in the next episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have a guest for you guys today. Um, And today we are joined by the amazing Kat from Innately You. Hi, babe. How are you? Hello, Hello. Hello. So good to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to talk about human design. I feel like as an astrologer, I should know more about this. Um, and I would have mentioned this in the intro, but I had my chart read by Kat, um, a couple of weeks ago, months ago now. Um, and it was really, really, really powerful. So I'm just super excited for everybody to hear about this modality, but also hear a little bit about you and the power that you bring, because I definitely feel like much like astrologers, like everybody can be an astrologer. Like anybody can utilize this information. It's definitely not like gatekeeped as much as people think. Um, but I do think that there is a gift to being able to read astrology or human design or be a Reiki or whatever. Like it's, it's available to everybody, but I definitely think that you have a innate power um, as well. So I wanted to just start off by Firstly, just asking you how you got into human design and where this all started for you. Yeah, so thank you so much (laughs) in the first instance. That was um, so nice of you to say. But human design for me, it started in late 2019 and I was listening to a podcast, which, you know, shows the power of podcasting. And in that podcast, they were speaking about human design and I experienced something in that moment that I hadn't experienced for some time. And that was this energetic pull towards human design. And what I now understand through my understanding of human design, this was a sacral response. And we'll go into what that means to have a sacral response as we navigate through this podcast. But I felt so expanded and I just wanted to devour everything that human design was. And I researched and I read the books and I don't know if you reached a point in um, when you were, you know, going into astrology where you reach a point, point sometimes where you have to put it down for a moment. And when you see human design and when you pull your chart, um, you'll see that it's incredibly complex. And what we understand in human design is there is actually an, a cellular integration process that is occurring when you're consuming this knowledge. And when we're going through that integration process, we need to allow ourselves some time and we need to allow ourselves some space. Like anything, when we're becoming activated or we're, you know, expanding our awareness, sometimes we need to to take some time by ourselves, or we need to take some time and really feel into our body and feel, is this right for me? Is this, is this what I want to navigate? But I was just so activated by human design and it's become a massive part of my life. And it's something that went from an interest to a passion project. And it's now, um, you know, a small business where I 
read people's human design for them. And I guess I should probably say what my design is for people that are beginning. Yes, please. <laughs> so I'm a 6-2 emotional manifesting generator and we're going to go into, I guess, what those parts mean. That fractionated number, that 6-2 is your profile. That emotional part is my authority and the manifesting generator part of that is my energy type or my aura type. Mm. Oh my God. I love this. I love what you said about um, having to put it down for a second, you know, because I feel like whenever you enter into this kind of work, it can feel really overwhelming. It can feel like a lot. And I feel like I get that response by so many people. They get so obsessed with the modality <clears throat> and then they kind of feel overwhelmed, right? And we don't really talk about that so much in astrology, but I definitely feel like you're totally right. There is a moment where because it is incredibly complex, it's incredibly interesting and you really can get completely lost in the modality, which is the beauty of it. If you are serious about utilizing it, whether that's, you know, learning it to read for other people or just utilizing it in your own life, that, um, that moment sounds like it's really important once you kind of had that moment, what happened after that for you? Like when you kind of like took a step back, is that when you really felt like, oh, I want to do this for real as like a job? Like what was illuminated to you during that time? I just love to know. There was, I guess, a point for me yeah, where I realized I was probably moving through the information and, and, and I kind of reached a like a block in it. And I also read some things like anything, you know, astrology, anything that you read online that were quite disempowering. And mm. that point of difference for me and now understanding my design was the feeling for me was I know that this is an incredibly, you know, empowering system that is incredible for people's self-awareness. So I want to be able to come in and I want to share this in my way, which is from a place of self-empowerment and from a place of, and I say this to people, I don't want you to trust anything that I say, because I want you to actually tune in with your body and ask your body, is this actually what's right for me? And I don't want anyone to you know, feed off every word that I say and accept that as their truth without a, without a point that they think, is this actually right for me? So for me, there was that motivation behind it and wanting to, to bring my own experience as well into this modality and to share and honestly for people not to suffer the way that I had suffered up until that point. Yeah, totally. I, I resonate so deeply and I think that's why I resonated with our reading so deeply as well was because, I mean, from a, like from practitioner to practitioner, it's so like, that's a big part of my motivation as well of getting into astrology. There's just so much disempowering stuff out there. And what if this got to be a moment for self-reflection rather than me just like spitting information at you, <laughs> like, and putting you in a <laughs> yeah. box, like, I don't believe in that in general in life. I'm a Gemini, like I'm a manifesting generator, like try and put me in a box and see what happens. But it's just like, you know, doing 
coming from a place of openness, empowerment, choice, um, autonomy, sovereignty, I think is so, so important. And even from an ethical perspective, um, I think it's, it, it really makes the reading all the more powerful. Um, so I really like felt that when, when I got my reading from you and, um, I love that that's been important to you. Cause I think it's super important in this work. Cause it's the wild west out there, right. With this stuff, like you just never know what you're going to come up against. Um, speaking of that, I wanted to ask if you could speak to, I guess, the power of human design in the world and what makes it so powerful and how it has impacted your life, I guess, in a positive way. Like, I guess the crux of my question here is like when applied, right? What does human design allow us to facilitate, I guess, in the world? Yeah. So I'm going to answer this question through my definition. So through my human design and in my human design, I was talking before about um, being a six, two, which is my profile. And that six line is called the role model. So I really speak through experience. So I'm going to speak about my experience on how it's impacted me. And then I think, you know, through sharing, we get to hear and we might find parts of other people's stories that really resonate with Mm -hmm. us. And it was incredibly and profoundly impactful. And for me to really stress the importance of this, I'm going to have to go pretty deep. And that's into, you know, my mental health journey. So, you know, if we want to put a trigger warning here for mental health and, and suicide ideation, like this is the place that I was in before I found human design. Mm -hmm. And I was really battling depression. And to say that I was suffering almost feels like an understatement at that point in my life. I was like a shell of my former self. I lost a ridiculous amount of weight. My hair started falling out. I, my skin was a direct um, representation of my inner world. I was covered in pimples from my head to, you know, down my abdomen. And I was really struggling to get out of bed. I was crying every day. Um, And the most dangerous part um, for me was when I started to feel that thread become very thin um, towards hope. And that's a very, very scary place to be in your mental health journey because when you begin to lose hope, you do believe, you do begin to lose your grip on life. And I've got Goosey saying that mm. because it's, in, it's, yeah, it's at that point you, you start to question whether you have the strength to pull yourself out of it under this weight that is just incredibly suffocating. And can I endure this pain? And that's when, for me, I found those like suicidal thoughts start to come in and they can be incredibly intrusive and they can also come out of nowhere. And it's not something that I ever thought would happen to me. If you knew me at a point before that time in my life, that just wasn't part of my story. Mental health wasn't part of my journey. And this is where we talk about, um, you know, in mental health that it doesn't discriminate and it can really, it can catch up to you without you really realizing. And, For me, I started to think, you know, there's got to be a way out from this. And I felt like someone almost had taken my brain and just put someone else's in there because I had these 
thoughts on loop that just weren't my own and well, didn't feel like my own from that previous version of myself. And everything that I believed was my identity was really falling away. I identified as being a positive person, a bubbly person, um, you know, my smile, my laugh, this adventurous side that really what I understand now is that manifest and generate energy because I didn't really have the strength to go to the grocery store let alone be the embodiment of a manifesting generator. And to be honest, up until the point that I reached human design, I never truly recovered from that. I had moments um, where I would feel like, you know, myself again. But when I found human design, um, things really started to get better. And the scars from that experience were running so deep into my I guess my psyche that I was really petrified of going back to that place and the really big things in my life. And what was really plaguing me was this idea of who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's my direction? What is self-love? Like I had no idea what that meant um, for me in that moment. And what is self-worth? Because it felt non-existent to me. And when you have no self-love and when you have no self-worth, you get, into that comparison trap where you're comparing yourself to others. And I was trying to prove my worth and I was always trying to be the hardest working person in the room. And, and the way that I navigated this was by always being busy, always striving, always chasing and thinking that I'm going to be happy when, and my happiness was always behind my next achievement and I never rested. And when I look at that now, I realize that, you know, that crumbling was going to catch up to me at some point, um, you know, living my life like that. And looking back on it now, I really see, I really feel like the universe put a mirror up to me and it said, you think that these things are all that you are. Let me show you everything that you can be. And that I needed to crumble in order to actually really understand what um, was important for me and human design when I heard about it, when I read about it, when I studied it, it was the most seen and the most understood that I had felt in my whole life. And it explained to me how my energy was expressed. It helped me to disable my mind because I was so in my head and how to actually live in the wisdom of my body and how to stop chasing and actually start receiving because it allowed me to uncover and unpack what we call in human design as conditioning and this conditioning that I had picked up in my life that made me feel like I needed to be consistent in a space where I was actually supposed to be fluid and open. And I began to understand what mental pressure was, what this pressure was that I felt to do, and how I could helpfully begin to decondition from all of these narratives that I had created in my mind. Mm. And what I'm I'm not saying that I never, ever have those questions resurface me. I shared in a post the other day that life is really just this big oscillation from hope to pain, from feeling self-assured to feeling self-conscious. And I'm never going to, you know, show up online or show up in my business or in my platform and say that I have my shit together all the time because I don't. Um, but I do have an awareness of where these energetics live and how I can transform them from what would be a lower expression of that energetic to a higher 
um, expression of that energetic. And sometimes I know what's happening. It's like, I just want to moan and groan anyway, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes we just want to, you know, sit on the couch and I just want to feel a little sorry for myself today. And that's okay too. But this is the impact that HD has on the world. It has this ability for us to look deep within ourselves. It creates a framework for our self-inquiry, a, a framework for our self-awareness, and for us to really start to traverse what it means to be me and or to be you. And what I'm hoping that we see, you know, as we're moving and as our collective consciousness is shifting, that we start to to see more people that are empowered by their individuality and that we don't have people questioning their worth based on someone else's process. And for me, that is the power of human design. That's the biggest, you know, um, my motivation towards wanting to share this modality with other people. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is everything that you just said. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Where do I want to start? So, oh my God. Firstly, the breakdown. There's so much beauty in a breakdown, isn't there? You know what Mm. I mean? Like I, when I first started this podcast, it was so about, you know, rock bottoms, what happens at a rock bottom and what a rock bottom allows us to do. I use this whole, um, my like kind of catchphrases, pain, you know, how to turn your pain into your power. Right. And I think a lot of people think that if they get low, that they'll never be able to get back out. And I think through that, we actually like perpetuate right into our rock bottom is like through that resistance, right? Which is what I'm hearing through your story. So just kind of wanted to reflect that back to everybody. But there are these really powerful modalities and I resonate so deeply with that as well, again, because that's exactly how I felt with astrology. It's exactly the same. I didn't know who I was. I wouldn't say I was in my rock, rock bottom. I'd kind of been scratching my way out of it. But when I saw astrology, I saw myself outside of myself for the first time. It was this beautiful mirror that was so undescribable, which is why I ended up getting into the work. And I'm hearing that as well through your story. But what I think is even more powerful is like what you said of like, this is about individualism. This is about what the way I kind of talk about it or the way how I'm like hearing it is like, this is how you, yes, step into your uniqueness, what do we mean by that? It's what your soul came here to be. It's like the reason, like your contribution to society, your part that you play in, you know, this spinning ball of gas in space. Like, it's just like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's so, and, and when you uncover that, that gives you such a great sense of purpose. Like it, it, especially if you are really, really low and, Um, I definitely can feel that through human design, even when I got my chart read by you, it's like that reflection, I felt that same reflection, you know, of being like, oh shit. So like, I guess the reason I wanted to kind of point that out is because wherever you are at in your journey, these modalities can help and serve you. Like 
human design and astrology is not just for people who are, you know, moving through something. Don't just get a reading because you're moving through something and you don't know what to do, right? Because then you're kind of looking outside of yourself for that thing. I always say like, if you're in that position, getting a reading could be really great, right? Whether it's, you know, human design or astrology or whatever it may be, particularly human design in this context of this conversation. But it's like, that, that can be really great and it can totally break you open and, and push you forth and allow this like beautiful momentum to start to occur. But also what would happen if you were on top of the world? What would happen if you felt deeply in alignment and then you also got a reading? Like that same momentum is going to occur, mm-hmm. right? Is what I'm kind of... Uh, what I definitely felt, you know, when I went and got my human design reading done. And so I know that human design has become such a, uh, it's become quite hot, right? Like it's this new, it's like the newest, it's like the new thing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you hear about gene keys and we're hearing about all these sorts of things, which I think is like a bit of an offshoot of human design and all that sort of stuff. So I would just love to know, now after we've shared the power of this modality for anybody who has is just at the beginning or has never heard of human design maybe they've um you know had some readings and things like that before but for anybody who doesn't really know about human design they might have heard of it they might know maybe that they're a manifesting generator or maybe they know nothing at all this is the first time they're hearing about it could you explain to us how it works and um yeah, just how it works. I'm not even going to add anything more to that. Please tell us how it works. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and I love, you know, your expression there. Of, and that's why I say, you know, I don't want people to trust everything that I want to say. And when people come to this from a place of detriment, it's it can be, you know, we never want self-reliance. We, I want you to come. I don't want people to not look for help. I want people to seek help, but I want you to to see it as it's the building block for you to then go on your self-discovery journey. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And human design really is incredibly detailed. And anyone who's pulled their chart, as I said before, will just be like, what are all these numbers? When I looked it up, I was like, wow, like that's, there's a lot there. And even like, I feel like people do that with astrology too. (laughs) Yeah. People are like, oh my God, how do you read that? And I'm like, it's really not that complicated, but I do like, do believe that astrology is less complicated than human design because astrology is really just made up of like three slash four moments. You can really get like a great grasp. Whereas I feel like human design is, is way more in depth. So that's the other reason why I wanted to ask this question. Maybe you've pulled your chart up and you're like, cool. Like, I don't even know what that means. I'm just going to go do something else now. So please tell us, yes, how, how it works. Yeah. And I guess I want to preface here before I start is you know, we've got a finite amount of time together. So I'm going to be scratching the surface at this. And when when you when you say you see your chart and it looks complex, there is layers beneath the chart that you can pull on on those um, websites that are for free. And there's so much more layers beneath that. We're not even going to get close to that today. And and I'm still traversing those depths. So I wouldn't um I wouldn't do <laughs> wouldn't go that deep today. But I just 
kind of want to express that this is multiple modalities pulled together and this is what it means to have unique energetic expression. And I always say to people, if you look at your chart, look at it like it's a like a circuit board, like an, like an energy circuit board. And I find this really helps you to be able to visualize how the energy moves um, through your chart. You can see the lines, you can see the ones that connect, you can see the ones that only go halfway. There's colored in shapes that's not colored in shapes. And we'll talk about what that, all that means, but you can start to become curious about, you know, what does it mean if they connect? You know, you're looking at that energy flow, you're zooming out a bit and you're, it's called a body graph, you know, the one that you can that you can pull up. And, and this is a representation of your energetic framework. And within this, it holds the understanding of your energetic body, which is inclusive of your aura. And in traditional human design, there are four aura types and they each aura type has a unique way in which it functions. And some people will be like, I thought there was five um, because the generator aura is... Um, manifesting generators and generators are of the same aura type. I feel that the energies are expressed quite differently. Being an MG myself, I see the, the difference and we can, we can get into that. So the major thing in human design is what you'll hear spoken about, which is strategy and authority. And this is how you actually, by following your strategy and authority, this is how you align your body onto your trajectory. And you will hear this repeated time and time again, because by living your strategy and authority, by aligning your body to li listening to your inner wisdom, all your innate gifts and strengths are already within you. So they're already going to be expressed when you, when you get your, you know, when you align your body. So I always, it's very easy to want to get into really a lot of the particulars really soon, but I really think the beautiful parts to start to understand are your energy slash aura type, you'll see it written both ways, strategy and authority, and then this process of deconditioning. And our strategy is a mechanical um, mechanism that aligns us onto our divine path. And the key principle of human design is to listen to your authority, which is within you, which is within your body. And it's actually to disable the mind as your decision maker. And this can be really shocking for people when they hear this because we all think that decisions, you know, are there to be made with the mind and human design comes in and says, actually, no, the wisdom's in your physical vessel mm. um, and that we all have this innate body intelligence and this is, this is our deepest wisdom. And there are multiple different authorities and I truly encourage you to begin, you know, researching and asking yourself, what does my authority feel like to me? What does a yes feel like to me? What does a no feel like me? And we talk about this concept um, that I've already sort of touched on of, about deconditioning in human design because with human design comes this radical self-awareness and we begin to understand ourselves in a type of nuanced level that at least for me left me forever changed as I shared through my story. And through this self-awareness and through something called not self, um, you'll hear that word repeated a lot in human design, the not self. Um, and we can begin to decondition from all the ways that we were told that we had to be in order for us to then truly step into living life as actually ourselves. Mm. And deconditioning was so revolutionary for me. And each type has their own not self theme, which is a feeling that you experience when you've sort of gone off track. And I see the not self theme, um, 
as such a beautiful tool because it's like this signpost that's kind of waving the red flag in front of you saying, oh, you might need to course correct here or maybe you set off down a path and it was aligned for you at the time and then you, you, you're you on your path and then you realise, oh, actually this isn't feeling right in my body anymore and I might need to course correct. Mm. And when you're looking at your chart, you'll see um, you'll see a bunch of shapes and those shapes are, are energy centres. And each of those energy centres hold within them a specific energetic. Um, they all have a... Um, yeah, an energy behind them. And we can, we can go a little bit more into that, but having them defined really, um, that's represented by the shapes that are colored in, in your chart and having it undefined is where you are open. Mm -hmm. And these are the white centers in your chart. And I've heard a few people, um, quite a few people actually in the human design community use a water analogy here. So I'll share it with you because I think it's very, very helpful. So the defined centers, if we think about those as non-tidal bodies of water, so the water within that space is consistent, it remains there over time. So that's your defined centers. So the energy within that center is consistent to you. Your openness, you want to view that more like a river or a stream and the energy is flowing through that center all the time and there's openness there, there's fluidity there. And this is where we get a great deal of wisdom through that fluidity. And there's also an incredible amount of freedom because so many people are forcing themselves to be consistent in places where they're supposed to be open. Right. Yes. So it's, I think that's, I love talking about the energy centers. They're one of my favorite parts. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. Okay. I just want to like, I want to like, break this down just so I make sure that everybody's like getting it right. So what I'm hearing, and you just correct me if I'm wrong, we have our like auras or our like, uh, well, yeah, that's what you call them, an aura. Is that the authority as well? No, that's something different. Something different. Yeah. So yeah. You so have our- your, aura, your aura, your authority and your strategy. Yeah. And the not self. The not self is something I want to talk about because this is the thing that when I went into my reading, was actually extremely, extremely powerful for me. Um, and I know, and we're going to put a link down in the description um, so that you guys can go and pull your charts up. It's probably going to be really powerful for you to at least like view this as we're speaking today, just so you can kind of understand what we're actually talking about. Um, so we'll put a link down in the description for that. But those are usually like those pieces are like on the side usually like you can find them on the side really quick and easy you don't actually have to like read into these energy centers or anything like that but to just just to gather that information um okay cool so then your authority is the thing like the manifesting generator the generator sorry the aura is the manifesting generator generator whatever reflector whatever what does the authority look like is that the number So the authority is a place. So you probably don't need to worry too much about how you get your authority as a reader. um, There's kind of a way for me. It's already on the side, as you said, but Mm. if someone has the solar plexus defined, that is like the ruling authority. And actually 50% of people have emotional authority, which is my authority and your authority. So the authority is something that's pulled um, and put on the side of your chart anyway, for you to figure out um, how it's pulled. It's probably not super, you know, essential in those, in these first parts, but um, yeah, there's quite a few different 
the major ones are emotional authority. Then we've got sacral authority, which is for um, generators. There's splenic and there's a few more after that. I'm more than happy to go into um, the different aura types if you want me to explain like quickly what a manifesto, what a manifesting generator, generator, projector, reflector is, if that um, would be really helpful. Um, because I think that's kind of where we start to feel like this activation, like, oh, does that, you know. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to, if like, cause look, we could sit here all day and go into, okay, what's the manifesting generator? What's this, what's that? I also feel like type in human design into Spotify and someone will have already done it for you. Right. What I feel like a lot of times is missed in the human design conversation is the function of these things. So like, mm-hmm. what does our aura, so knowing that our aura is, okay, manifesting generator, what does that function, like, what is the function of that? What does it allow us to understand about ourselves? That's what I want to kind of like break down for everybody, because you can go and research that or get a reading or whatever and find out more about what that is. But I think understanding what the actual functions of these things are, like, understanding the function of the not self, like that blew my fucking mind. So I'd love for us to kind of go into that. Cause I feel like, well, my next question was how do we actually begin to work with this in our lives? And so I think understanding those functions will be really powerful. Could you go into that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So the auric function is what makes you, um, you know, a manifester, a generator, a, mani- um, a manifesting generator, a projector, a reflector. And what we under- what we understand is that our auras all function in different ways. And for a manifesting generator and a generator, our aura is something that we, you know, for all of us, this is something that is being communicated to the outside world through our energy. It's this energetic body that is an extension of our physical vessel. It is something that is felt. You know, when someone walks into the room and you feel them, Mm-hmm. For me, I can like I can almost feel when a manifester walks into a room because they have this um, the, the auric function of their um, of their aura is it's it's closed and it's also expansive and I do feel like sometimes it's it kind of you kind of feel it you feel it against you really and I do feel that sometimes from manifesting generators as well especially people who have a lot of manifesting energy and you're one of these people because you've actually got two motor to throat connections. You've got your sacral that connects directly to your throat and you've got your heart center that that connects directly to your throat. So that is how you become, that is what makes somebody a manifest. A pure manifesto wouldn't have the sacral defined like you do, but it's a motor to throat connection. And this is how we can understand how our energy is speaking and working for us. And for a manifesting generator and a generator, this is this this is how you for me I actually was able to when I first heard about trust and surrender I was just almost wanted to flip everyone the bird whoever said that yeah. to me because <laughs> I was like what the fuck is that um and like how do you do that mm-hmm. and when you understand how your aura functions as a generator or a manifesting generator it's what we describe as open and enveloping and it's like this the aura is something that pulls things towards you it's enveloping it's pulling things towards you and this is how you actually get to live life in response as a manifesting generator or a generator because you lean into this trust that your aura is working for you it's bringing all these opportunities these people these synchronicities 
onto your path for you then to respond to. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, you know, chasing all the time, being in this hamster um, wheel of doing, never, you know, putting our heads up to get air. It's this understanding that, you know, my aura is functioning for me and it's bringing things to me. I get to respond and then I use my authority which is what we were talking about, that emotional authority, that sacral authority, that splenic authority, whatever your authority is. You won't have splenic authority, sorry, if you're a, um, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, but you'll have sacral or you'll have emotional. And that will, you get to see, does this feel right in my body? Is this right for me? It's not about saying yes to everything. It's about understanding that you're, that while you're, you know, you're always bringing everything to you, but you get the choice about whether you want to, you feel good about it and whether you want to respond to it. So that's kind of, so that's strategy and authority. So each aura type or energy type has a strategy. So every manifesto has the same strategy. Every projector has the same strategy. Um, every reflector has the same strategy and then they all have the same not self theme and the same signature. Ah. So the not self theme is something, as I was saying earlier, that is really this flag to let us know, you know, where am I not in alignment? So for the purpose of, of this and, and 70% of the population are generators and manifesting generators. So a lot of your audience are, um, are going to um, be, you know, a generator or a manifesting generator. So I'll use, um, that one as an example, but so for frustration to show up in your life as, as, you know, a generator or a manifesting generator, it's, it's like a little red flag letting you know that you are going the wrong way or that maybe you are now going the wrong way. It's not always that you set off on the wrong path. It can be, but it's this, did I follow my strategy and authority? First and foremost, did I respond to something that was pulled towards me. Did I do what my body wanted me to do? Did, was it actually a yes for me? And then if I didn't, then, well, okay, so frustration showed up. So let me just go back a bit. We'll, you know, we'll next time we'll think about this and, you know, how can we, you know, then approach situations differently next time? Or how do we pivot back onto a more aligned path? Mm. And I think, the signature of for a generator and manifesting generator, I've had huge conversations with a lot of people about this, is this idea of satisfaction. And if we think back to that person that I was, you know, that version of myself that I was talking about earlier on, I did not know what satisfaction was. How could I ever be satisfied if I never stopped chasing? because how I never was happy with what I had. I always had my happiness behind my next achievement. How could I ever truly be satisfied if I never trusted or surrendered or, or understood that there was, you know, energy and there was things outside of myself that were working for me. If you didn't and, prioritize satisfaction. Yeah. Like it's almost a choice, right? Of being like, okay, I'm go- am I actually satisfied now? Like, mm. Or am I just continuing to get on the hamster wheel, as you say? Yeah, that's really mm. powerful. Continue. Yeah. And, and I think because, you know, when we talk about conditioning, it's like somewhere along the line, somebody, you know, there was conditioning outside of myself that made me believe that if I, if I do, or if I give, then I am loved. And that's how we get into this, into this, you know, can end up being quite self-destructive of, you know, 
when I do, even if I, um, even if it's outside what my body wants, even if I'm depleting myself, even if whatever the case may be, this is how I've received love in my life by doing what I don't want to do. And by literally, you know, laying myself bare for everyone else to, to help um, other people. And this is where we see, you know, you know, that caregiver mentality, people pleasing, all of these things. And yeah, so that was a massive thing for me, for me to actually sit down with myself and ask myself, what does satisfaction feel like to me? And there comes like the um, deconditioning, right? Mm. It's like when you actually, because what I'm hearing is the, the, the deconditioning kind of comes in and says, okay, how do I step into my design? Massively. Yeah. Like instead of being a product of my environment. Yeah. Right. My upbringing, my traumas, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. Your environment or your circumstance. Right. So I love, I love this. I want to ask one question about the signature. So is the signature, what are the numbers when I, cause I know I'm like a three, five and you said you're a six, two, is that the signature? No. So the signature is just that feeling that you embody when you're living your design. Okay. Your, your profile is those profile. Numbers. That's what I was thinking of. I was like, aura profile. Okay. So I just want to break this down. We have aura, which is like manifesting generator, blah, 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 whatever you are, projector. Then we have um, your authority. So that's, it'll be like sacral or emotional or splenic or whatever the fuck. Then we have, and that kind of helps us actual, what I'm hearing is it helps us actualize and like actually be like in having that auric field moving and happening and whatever. Living in alignment. yeah, Living in alignment, right? And then you have, um, your profile, which is the numbers. And again, that is like, I know, I just know that that is like, that's a lot. So we're not going to go into like exactly what that all means, but that profile is there. Um, the signature is obviously what feels is like the indicator of what feels good when you are in a line. Like you're like, Oh, I'm in alignment. I'm feeling this feeling. Oh, I'm in alignment. It's happening. I'm doing the thing. And then the not self is the indicator that things are not in alignment. Things are not working. We need to go back. Would you say that that's, that that's right? Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You did really well. And, (laughs) and yeah, as you mentioned for the profile, these are roles or archetypes that you embody in your life. And that was going to be my next question. I was like, so what role does the profile play in all of that? Those numbers? Because I feel like whenever you talk about human design with someone who knows about human design, they're very forthcoming with their with their profile number. Like they're like, Oh, I'm a three, five. So mm-hmm. I'd love to know just a little bit more about the function of that. Yeah. So the profile is, as I said, their roles and their archetypes that you embody throughout your life. Okay. And there are six lines. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. And each of those lines embody, um, you know, that role or that archetype. Um, in traditional human design, you know, people can feel a bit funny about the, um, the names of the profile lines. Um, yeah, I, I, I like to stick to traditional human design and, you know, some people have strong um, responses to it. But I think what we really have to realise about human design is there is nothing good and there is nothing bad about yeah. your design. And I don't know how many times I've, you know, been talking about human design and people have said to me, oh, is that the good design? <laughs> and I'm like, there is no good design. I know. I say it all the time with astrology. I'm like, they're like, is that good? Is that bad? I'm like, it's 
literally neutral. Like, I don't know, you tell me, how's it presenting in your life? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when we start to understand these different um, parts of our profile, we understand how, you know, how are people perceiving us? How are we seeing us? What are these roles that we're showing up in our everyday life? And for the first line, this is like an investigator. And this is really someone who's quite introspective. This is someone who goes deep into their study. This is, this is the foundation. It's called a trigram when you, um, this is the beauty of having this recorded because you can see mm-hmm. me doing my little triangle, but yes. people are listening to yeah. um, I'm drawing triangle. Um, and at the bottom of that triangle is the first line. So this is the foundation in which things are built from. Mm-hmm. So when you start to understand what it means to have that first line and how important it is for you to ground into your foundations, to ground into your study, to ground into your introspective introspection, you can really start to understand how that plays out in your life. And you can also have a look at that and think, do I never step out because I never am confident that I've investigated enough that I, I'm always thinking like I, you know, I could always find out more. So we can understand that, you know, we can see how this is expressed. And for you being a 3-5 is it's really important for people to understand how these energies express. And I know for you in our reading, you found this, um, you found this quite, you know, interesting when you mm-hmm. got to understand, you know, your third line and your fifth line. And anyone that has a third line really does have to have, I think it's so important that you understand that because this is really trial and error energy. This is mutative energy and people that have this line have an incredible capacity for resilience because if you understand that you're always trial and erroring things, then you, you develop, you adapt and you mutate things. And we can see that, you know, expressed, you know, in your business, definitely. And for the fifth line, you know, there's this understanding of that there is a projection field for the fifth line. And what we realize is that, you know, and the second line, I have the second line, there's a bit of this in that as well, is that the fifth line can be for a lot of people and myself, one of the most difficult lines to understand um, because it is this projection field. And I've spent quite a lot of time trying to understand it because I, I feel like I owe it to fifth lines to really, to really understand this energy. And, you know, for a fifth line, someone that has a fifth line, they're the, they're the ones that are going to truly understand what this means, but having a projection feel about being projected upon, about people thinking that you're going to save the day, thinking that you're going to have all these solutions and that you, you know, if you don't have awareness of this, you live a life constantly trying to um, find solutions to problems that aren't your own mm-hmm. and you can end up really depleting yourself in the process. Um, that's me. Find- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's me. No, and this, and this is what I mean, what I, why I think it's so powerful to kind of like get a reading and go into this and actually start to look at it, right? Because through the illumination, and this is why I love the way that you read as well, it's like through the illumination of like what, like how exciting that I'm here to, you know, um, be the guidance piece. But through that, the shadow can also be a loop. Like you can also be in the shadow of like feeling like, yeah, you have to fix and you have to be the one that, you know, saves the day. Right. Um, so I love that. So thank you so much for like breaking that down. Cause I think, yeah, like you said, when I heard about my profile, um, I think what what really stood out to me is like 
like you said, like the profile is the roles that we play, the roles that we are to play or whatever, however you want to talk about it. But that is so, that can be your pain or that could be your power, right? And I've definitely seen both um, in my life. And I think that if you struggle with um, identity or you struggle with, yeah, the roles that you have um, and that you play in other people's lives. And um, I would say that like, just from my experience, the understanding of my profile was really, really powerful. Um, Would you say that that's like true? Oh, massively. Because, you know, the low expression of someone with a third line is some someone feeling like they've always they're they're always getting they're always bumping into life and they're always you know massive quotations failing. Nothing's a failure for a three. And when you understand, when you can shift your understanding of your profile line just to you realizing that you're finding what doesn't work in order for you to share what does. And then when you understand that you've got this fifth line energy and that people are projecting onto you, if they want access to you then they, then, you know, you have to be the one that says, yes, uh, you know, I'm willing to step up. I have the skills within me to, to come to this challenge, but you get to choose Mm. which challenges you, you pursue. So yeah, it's, and this is why, and this is why getting a reading is, is really important because some of these things, like the sixth line for me, one part of my profile is one of the things that I felt disempowered by. And then when I was really able to listen and to and to find other expressions of how how different people, you know, and got we and got and found source material. Source material is you know the original material that we find, and you know then you feel then I was able to feel empowered by yes. my by my yeah. profile. Information is power, baby. I love mm. it. This actually brings us perfectly to my last questions um, for this episode and to remind you guys that we have another episode that we are going to do right after this. Um, Kat is going to read my chart and she's also going to read my assistant's chart, which I think is really powerful and see how those things interconnect. So I wanted to do something a little bit different for you guys. This is my little like promo moment <laughs> for um, our next our next podcast. So I wanted you guys to see what a reading like looks like and entails, but I didn't want you guys to just like hear about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanted to, you know, I'm all about pragmatism. I'm all about, you know, um, action and things like that. And I feel like doing your chart with someone say that you are in business with, or, you know, you could do this with your partner, your romantic partner, a friend, a family member. If you are, yes, maybe coming up against some, uh, you know, issues, like if there's a little bit of friction, having a reading could be really powerful to understand how your energies work together. But if you're like me and my assistant and we are at the top of our game and we're loving our connection, I thought, wow, how beautiful would it be to, to, to get a reading to see how those two energies um, are interacting and are there ways in which that we can, you know, heighten and illuminate more of each other's power. Um, So we're going to do another episode where Kat is going to read our charts together. And so if you want to uh, utilize human, uh, human design, I also say human astrology. Oh my God. If you want to utilize human design um, for yourself, I would highly recommend listening to this next episode. 
um, because that's going to just allow you to see what a reading process even looks like um, and with cat. And then secondly, if you are someone who's in business and as I said, struggling with a relationship, even if you're at the top of the game, you know, with your relationship, you're about to get married or something like that. Seeing how two designs work and understanding the designs of the people around you, we're going to kind of be going into that a little bit more um, in our next episode. So with all that said, before we jump off this one and you go and listen to that one, Kat, I want to ask you, what are your rec? I want to want you to give us some recommendations. I always ask all my all my um, all my interviewees their recommendations. So whether that is a book, a crystal, a mantra, a whatever, if someone is wanting to start to work with human design, they're wanting to understand themselves on a deeper level. What would you say from your professional human design knowledge, but also from your personal experience, what would you recommend? So, yeah, I I really recommend that if you're wanting to learn human design, that you find someone um, that you feel that they express it in a way that is activating for you. So I can't recommend an exact person because you're all going to, to, have different things that resonate for you. Maybe you want to find another, if you're an MG, you want to find another MG. Maybe you want to find, if you're a projector, you want to find another projector or someone with a similar authority, or maybe you'll pick up pieces um, of different things that you feel really illuminated by. And I feel if anybody that you, you know, that's in the human design community that might make you, you know, there's just, you know, there might just be that your energies are different and, I will preface that what you see like on um, Instagram is like I was saying earlier, it's like a you're scratching at the surface. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to human design. And I think the way that you get there is trying to get as, you know, as close to the source as you can. Um, and for me, listening to source material is really powerful. It is a lot of it is, there is some free resources through Jovian Archive and there are some that are paid as well. Um, so I would recommend having a look there if you can and, yeah, just starting to feel into your body and feeling which which parts of information feel good for me. I would say if you're feeling stuck, like you've done your research and you're feeling like you've come up at, at a block, you take that space as we've spoken to earlier or get a reading. Um, mm. I feel I've had a lot of people come to me, um, especially projectors actually, who feel like they just don't really quite understand what it means to be a projector, what it means to wait for the invitation. And I think to have someone really piece that out with you, not only maybe why you might not be feeling connected to it, because there might be some deconditioning that needs to be done there, probably most definitely. And that's, you know, that's the true power of a reading because you actually get someone who will individualize the knowledge to you. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, readings, I always say when people like, where should I start? I'm like, get a reading, <laughs> literally just go get a reading. So with that said, and thank you so much for all that information. Um, we will link as much as we can down in the show notes in the description. With that said, where can we find you, babe? <laughs> so I'm 
basically innately you every everywhere. So it's just innately.u um, on Instagram. And then I have a website, which is www.innately-u.com. Somebody took the dot you. you know, there's always someone out there that wants you to spend a lot of money for you. Basically, yeah. The URL. Um, so that's where you'll find me. I'm predominantly on Instagram um, and sharing everything there. And I, I share... I share quite a lot on there. Amazing. Yes. Everybody go and follow Kat. Um, get your readings. We'll also leave like, yeah, some cute links for you guys so we can make it nice and easy for you. Um, but thank you so much, my babe. I just want to say it has been so um such an honor to have you come on and educate um everybody about this incredible modality. Um, and I just want to thank you for sharing your wisdom and we're going to be doing more of that over on the next episode. So please make sure that you guys go and check that out. Um, if you want to dive in a little bit more deeply with us all. So thank you so much, babe. And thank um, you. Yeah. We'll see you guys soon. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me.